Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Health Lawyer Podcast with Julian Whitehead, brought to you by Whitehead Legal, the most exclusive firm in Australia for health practitioners, and a few other little things on the side that we'll get into eventually, maybe even some guests on the podcast, and we'll introduce them in the next few rounds of this. So, quick fire items today on employees. Now, I look, it's it's after June 30, the one of the busiest times of the year for accountants and lawyers and financiers, getting all the all our practitioner clients either selling or 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 uh, buying practices, getting them ready to actually settle. And if they need to settle before June 30, then there's that rush. If they need to settle on July 1, there's again that rush to get those deep key dates ready. Now, this, this um, you might be thinking, well, employment, what's the, and rush, what's, what's, the, what's the deal? Well, the, uh, the busy periods here, we have, a pretty pretty uh, pretty busy period over that that uh, June thirty timeline. Uh, same with Christmas milestone dates, extremely busy milestone dates for our clients. We everyone tries to meet, and there needs to be a, an alignment of all uh, all the related parties within a transaction to actually get there. Uh, so, as in our full process in our plant strategy for, for this episode, we started thinking, well, we have really busy periods within our, uh, our line of um, our timelines. And as I said, June 30, Christmas, milestone periods, Easter, uh, essentially any holiday period where people actually want to go on holiday after they settle or, or, uh, or have a mile, key milestone in their practice, they want to go away and celebrate. Um, but our, our practitioner clients, Busy periods, busy timelines. Maybe your one of your employees uh, is taking maternity leave or, or paternity leave um, over over Christmas or on December one, and you need to engage a a new employee for either a ca- either a casual to cover off the maternity period or a fixed term uh, uh, employee. So we're really going to die. Uh, not die. We're going to we're going to uh, go through the pretty key differences between a fixed term and a casual employee, and we'll start off with one of the big issues at the moment in in our industry in in the health industry is actually finding good staff and staff to actually come to the practice. And it might seem a bit of an issue now, but it eventually does come into fruition. And whether or not you engage them on casuals uh, roles or you engage them as, as uh, fixed-term employees over, particularly over that, uh, that maternity period, we'll, go, we'll, leave, we'll leave it on that maternity role um, and that maternity period whereby you're engaging that staff, the new staff member to cover the, uh, the absence. So those those options, there are options that are available, and they're, they're of course they're they're, they're tantamount to to, um, to each individual practitioner or the practices uh, requirements. But what what's the fixed term? What is a fixed term employment? Um, employment? Well, sounds essentially it is. It's for a fixed period of time. 
you, you're engaging a, a practice new practice manager or a new receptionist um, for a fixed amount of time uh, to cover that that time period whereby there might be the paternity leave uh, period where with that where your existing staff uh, staff member has left. This can be by way of a 20 hour a week or a 38 hour a week for a period of three weeks or to cover off that maternity period. Essentially, it's a guaranteed amount of time for that employee, for that, for that for the new employee, for that specified period. With the maternity leave, uh, the, the maternity taker, uh, when they get back, then they have that specified period end for the new period for the new or the, the, the employer that has taken on that intervening uh, uh, timeline, an intervening role. They that role ends, maternity leave, returner comes back. And so at the end of that period, both you, the practice, practice owner, and your employee. Uh, really essentially appreciate that it is just for that fixed term. And you will, of course, that, that's, that we'll go through some pros and cons, but that's, uh, that's what the engagement role is. And it is, if transparency is always the best policy and you, you clearly won't be engaging someone that signing a contract for that engagement period. So there will be clear delineation between fixed term in that contract. And the employee will be well, well briefed on that. And that really, really comes back to the uh, quite the milestone periods. Perhaps in your practice, you have a have I, I know back in 10, 15 years ago, Christmas periods and New Year's Eve periods weren't as busy as they are now. People have, are on holidays, they're going to see their practitioners. So perhaps you are engaging someone for over that Christmas period, like we would be or comparatively over June 30 periods to pick up the a fixed term to pick up the the uh, the overflow. But it's important to clarify those terms with the new employee in a contract, and also with the leave the if if it is a maternity lever, then with that maternity lever. So a casual employment again fairly. It's 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 self-explanatory, but there are some slight uh, unknowns with some of our uh, some of our practitioner clients who engage on engage casuals, but not don't engage, don't uh, fully appreciate what they're actually engaging. Um, they're not guaranteed. Casuals are, of course, casual by nature. They're not, there's no there's no set times for their for them to for them to come to the practice and assist. Nor there's there's also uh, on the flip side compared to fixed term, there isn't a a requirement for those casuals to actually be be available for the practitioner. If there is a requirement for the for the, for the employee to be available on a certain time, it's not necessarily casual, is it? <laughs> any any alarm bells going off in your head? Call Whitehead Legal. We can fix some things. We can tweak some things with the employer's consent, just to make sure that you know that you are engaging casuals. So we're talking about transparency and what is what what the role with that casual actually entails. Essentially, it needs to be on a on a needs basis. It's 
not fixed, it's not a continu continuous role, it's on a needs basis. You can't force them to come in. It's just if they're available and they, they have, they're, they're, they're comfortable coming in, then great. They'll be able to come to the practice to assist you. So it needs to be genuine. And we've spoken about transparency and gen genuine um, documentation prior in prior episodes. The, I guess we'll go through the pros and cons of the, the, ca the casuals. It is good for the practice owner because there is, of course, there's that, that ability for the practice owner to uh, bring someone in on a very, very time, tight timeline to cover that Christmas rush, cover whatever rush you, you, your, your practice sometimes sees, school holidays, and then cut and run, end, end the relationship pretty, quick, pretty quickly. Uh, there's no obligation for, for, for the practice owner to, to continue on with that you know, casual receptionist. Um, the, the, the entitlements status is also pretty cut and dry. There's no annual leave. There's no sick leave for casuals. There is long service leave, but if it's only for that real nominal time period, those, those entitlements are, again, quite notable, nominal. If you've got a, we'll go, we'll go into in another episode, the, uh, the ramifications of casual being at the practice deemed a casual for, you know, more than a year, but Look, we see them there for 10 years in some of these, some of our uh, due diligence items that we receive. We'll go to that in a separate uh, separate podcast. But if they're there for more than you know, a couple of months, six months, you really must follow a big follow fair work protocol, reassess the, the their casual nature, maybe deem not. And the of course, the flip side to that, you know, fluctuating relationship that any practice owner has with their, their casual is that you'll have to pay them more to, to have to uh, pay them more in, in, in lieu of those, uh, those entitlements that they're not receiving that we just discussed. So that is what your permanent, if you have permanent staff or if you ever have um, stuff that are, are entitled to those annual leave, sick leave entitlements, you have to pay them, pay them more, pay the casuals more. Whether or not that is uh, something that might disturb the peace at the practice when your other employees might not be as, might be miffed about that. Well, that's, that's practice by practice. Uh, but it is, yeah, paid, paid, usually paid higher. Um, the, the, as I said before, the, uh, the casuals can have the adjudicate when they want to work. They're not, they're not required to be at your practice whenever you need them there. They, they can decline uh, times, times to be at the practice. And the, uh, the requirement for engaging uh, these uh, casuals is there are minimum thresholds that you need to meet for casuals. So I can't just be there for an hour. <laughs> and of course you wouldn't, practice owners wouldn't necessarily bother even having a casual in for an hour because it probably is too much paperwork, but there are minimum thresholds for casuals to actually come into practice, the amount of hours uh, that, you, that you can uh, put them in your practice and have them as on casual rates and as a casual engaged employee, uh, again, can't have them in half an hour, three minimum, minimum requirements there. The, on the flip side of things for the fixed 
term employees. And that goes back to that, that, um, that, well, look, the, ca- the casual side of thing can also fill in the gap for um, the maternity lever role that would be available if you someone left to practice for maternity reasons. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about leaves of absence. Um, but the, the ability to put in your, uh, put in place essentially a, 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 an immediate replacement for the maternity lever uh, on a, a, for an amount of time for the exact precise amount of time from when the maternity lever leaves the practice uh, to when till they, the end of their, their leave of absence. And that obviously brings certainty to the practice, brings certainty to the employee because they know the, the new employee, they know how long they're going to be there. You might on this, you might eventually take them on in a separate role, but it all, it brings in certainty for the maternity lever because they come back and they know that the fixed term of that employee, the new employee taking over their role is ending when they get back. It's a, the uh, disadvantages of that, the cons of that, the flexibility is, is lessened compared to the casuals, of course. Uh, your, your fixed-term employee is usually taking on the role of your, your, your maternity lever, if it is a maternity lever that they're taking on. So the, the roles are essentially mirrored. They're doing 38 hours working uh, odd Saturdays, usually mirrored. So you don't have flexibility really to change it um, if you need it. So there's no point changing something that doesn't need to be changed. If you need them to replace someone in the same role, then that's fixed term. The, the other items, of course, are the, uh, the, the, the other cons, the fixed term, are their annual leave and sick leave um, abilities, well, the entitlements, not abilities superheroes <laughs> entitlements and the the if it, similar to what i said before the, with casuals minimum requirements the um the uh maximum well not maximum requirements but if the the role that the new employee takes ceases the fixed term ceases and there's no written pathway as to next steps or if the maternity lever requested more time halfway through the halfway through the fixed term um, that they thought that you, the practice owner, thought they were going to be away for, and so you need someone, you either need someone to take up that additional gap of one, two months maybe, um, or you extend out the fixed the the existing employer that you got for that for that fixed term, extend that out, and it's been writing. And if it's not in writing, that could have the unfortunate effect of actually deeming them possibly permanent employees. And we don't want that because then that goes back to uh, issues with redundancy if you need to get rid of them because that maternity lever is actually coming back. Yeah, never thought that could be an issue until uh, it, it could actually happen in a practice quite, quite, quite easily. These are live, live, live examples. So the, the, what, what next? You've got the fixed uh, employee option, casual employee option. Documentation is what is what's next. If you find the appropriate staff to take on the uh, the role that you, that someone is either leaving for again for that maternity reason, find someone to take over that role. It's likely that you'll be moving towards that fixed employment role because you have certainty, and 
that is only that is only we would only recommend that you go through that that position that that, that by way of documentation because as was said before if that maternity lever extended it out extended their period out for another two months and you don't have documentation in place in the first place and you don't subsequently document the extension where you're up you could be opening yourself up for a uh a, a, an, empl an employee that may be permanent and may be deemed permanent so get everything in writing. Like I've said this hundreds of times on these podcasts, get everything in writing. Remember, although this is all legal information, not advice. So call me, Julian Whitehead. I am a partner at Whitehead Legal and I exclusively advise in health law throughout Australia for my health professional clientele. And my contact details will be in the description. And thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of the Health Lawyer Podcast with Julian Whitehead.